Are we good? Yeah. Alright, we're on. We're live. We're live. What's going on, man? Yo! Yo, are you even in I this? I am in this bitch, man. Yo, that was What's super going loud. On, bro? Um, Alright. You know, we in this thing, bro. I'm shinier than a motherfucker. It is moist today. That's a word that was voted the number one least enjoyed word according to something. I think BuzzFeed. I think BuzzFeed Least said enjoyed that. word? Moist? Yeah, least enjoyed. Yeah, moist. Anyways, this is Sean. Welcome to Playback Appeal. What's up, Aaron? Ooh. And uh, we are the Rap Geeks. Rap Geeks, baby. So today we decided to talk about an album that was released 30 years ago today by New York Hip Hop. No, I'm sorry. New Jersey. Trenton, New Jersey Trenton. group. Poor Righteous Teachers. What's the album called? Album's called Holy Intellect. Holy Intellect. Right. Yeah, man. Uh, interesting, interesting. I never heard of this uh, group before you told me about them. And, you know, I mean, that was one reason why I was uh, all for checking it out. Yeah, I think uh, the reason I wanted to talk about them is because... Well, first of all, that's kind of our thing. We like to go back and look at old music as opposed to new yeah. music. We like to look at albums when they're released in their 10-year, 20-year, 30-year anniversary. And just to commemorate them, you know what I mean? Commemorate a piece of history, a piece of art that maybe doesn't get as much appreciation now. And, you know, if that means that no one in our age group is going to watch our stuff, that's okay with me, man. Because I'm pretty sure by now 40, 50-year-olds know how to use YouTube too. So shout out. To all the 40 and 50-year-olds. And if you're older than 40 or 50, that's fine. If you're younger, that's fine, too. Share this on Facebook, too, with y'all old heads. Because I know most of y'all on Facebook still. Facebook, MySpace, AIM, WeChat. All of that. Weibo, Viber, Telegram, any of that. But this is going to be a pretty short one. Um, yeah, man. You have some initial thoughts on Holy Intellect by Poor Righteous yes, Teachers? Yes, yes, indeed. You know, this freaking album, bro, is pretty much yes. every element of hip hop <laughs> in a whole <laughs> album. You know, I'm talking the, I'm talking the the rapping, the DJing. Um, I feel like I wanted to break dance through some of these. You know what I mean? Um, right. Graffiti. <laughs> All of that, man. Right. Doing one of these poses. Yeah, man. For sure, for sure. And the album's kind of... Uh, the really interesting thing about Poor Righteous Teachers is... Um, they, I think they were rated on the source's most underrated rap groups. Or mm. one of the rappers uh, was, uh, was, uh, was rated as one of the most underrated rappers of all mm. time. And they've only had one radio single throughout their whole entire career, which which is a good song, which is the only song I knew from them before we dive into the album, which is Rock This Funky Joint. Ooh, yeah, yeah. You uh, So when you heard that for the first time, which comes pretty early in the album, I believe it's track two, um, did it yeah, move no, you Yeah, no, instantly body started moving, shoulders, you know what I mean, everything. Pharrell was was really bopping to it. There's, I don't know, man. It's that bounce, you know. Um, but but specifically, yeah, agreed, something man. about it for me. Uh, it it really. What, what did I say, man? It it sounded like I could hear it on Grand Theft Auto San Andreas. 
it, it has it mm-hmm. has that kind of style to it. I mean, naturally, the the time frame of that game, but there was something to that. It instantly, you know, reminded me of DJ. I thought of DJ Quick. I mean, uh, what's his name? Wise Intellect's voice has that same kind of, you know, they they sound similar in the way, um, in, in certain songs DJ Quick raps on. But I was I was messing with that song heavy. Yeah, and I, and I believe one of the one of the group members uh father shaheed actually passed mm. away i want to say a couple of years ago God bless the dead. 2014 died of a motorcycle accident so and and i think it was around this mm. time too like uh in may so i want to want to give a shout out to father shaheed and all the lives that he uh that he influenced yeah so diving into this album probably i had two thoughts my one of my thoughts was why are we reviewing an album this old <laughs> because it's an old album and listening to it and i texted you while i was listening to this i was saying man mu- listening to this and having to go through like an hour and a half of old school 1990s hip-hop makes you appreciate the gunners of the world <laughs> a little tell bit me, more tell me about that just to see how far well, just to see how far we've gone in terms of hip hop music yeah, and, yeah. and what it's become now, where it's it's just like you know, think about people in 1990. If they were to listen to the new Gunna album, yeah. they, I mean, it, it would be inaudible because that it's we've gone so far in terms of what hip hop's been yeah. from that time. But you know what, Poor Righteous Teachers, they were one of the most early prolific hip hop groups in New York at the time, and. And when I think about why they didn't that didn't necessarily translate to success, that's because I, I looked back and I was like, okay, New York, 1990, what was out? It was already Run DMC was out. Let's talk mm-hmm. about Gangstar was out. Mm-hmm. LL Cool J was out. Brand Nubian was De out. La Soul. Uh, Tribe. De La Soul. Tribe. And then on the, on the West Coast, Ice Cube. Yeah, quick. Too short, above the law. NWA was already out. So, so it, and you know, and one that we just reviewed, Public Enemy, that was also in that same year. So, 1990 was such an interesting year for hip hop because we were coming out of the shadows of the Slick Rick and uh, and the Run DMCs, and we were going towards what the hell is going to happen right now. And unfortunately for Poor Righteous Teachers, I don't feel like their album was innovating any more than what was already out at the time. But I'll give them this. Listening to that album, the delivery and the flow is so fast-paced. And maybe that's a New York thing, because I also think about another hip-hop group from New York called Fushnickens. You might not have heard of them. But that flow is really awesome because I'm thinking they were probably doing these flows live. But it's also really difficult to listen to that fast pace of a flow for a whole hour and a half. Oh, dude. (laughs) There's so many words in every bar. And, you know, I, you know, just like you, I went, I had to go through the genius and I usually don't go through the lyrics like as in depth with this one um, for, for two reasons. One, to to really see if 
to try to understand what they were trying to say because I know part of that particular flow you you have to really oh my goodness gracious <laughs> it's blazing fast super bro. fast and it's like how can you be as conscious as they are at that speed really you know what I mean that's what I think the real challenge was and I mean a lot of stuff is deep in there honestly a lot of it went over my head it's a lot of Islamic references man a lot of and just to give it let's let's talk about that a little bit this group was part of the nation of islam from what i understand the the five man i don't want to butcher this seven in a crescent is it is it uh (laughs) is it is it the is it the five percenters uh probably is it the five percenters sure sure, dude i believe it's the five percenters uh, but but this is this is super afrocentric shit man that was one of the. <laughs> this is super pro-black, mm. but not only pro-black, pro-Islam, mm. black. What what were uh, as well. a couple themes that you caught throughout the album? Mine were Afrocentricity, you know, uh, consciousness yes. and intelligence. <laughs> um, uh, well, you know, the black voice. Right. Uh, but you know what was really interesting is, despite the fact that they were an Islamic group, it seemed like they had no problem talking about women as well like if we talk about the track shakila i believe that's the track that's how they want to pronounce the name uh first of all i don't know if you picked this up did you pick up the sample yeah the roger troutman uh the zap and roger the 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 zaps be all right that couple years later Mm -hmm. was also sampled on tupac's highly prolific keep your Mm -hmm. head up yes sir yeah, the the only problem that I have with this track is the singing is quite lackluster. But yeah, and I think that might have uh, been they might have been pushing some boundaries um, of that time trying to sing like that. I mean, even on especially right. for them because everybody had that same kind of style in the East Coast, right? As far as production and you know, however, they uh, what PRT they went they went the more rapping route, whereas a group like a um, you know, like uh, De La Soul, they kind of went melodic with it sometimes. They had some singing. And this was probably the only singing on this album was on that um, song that you just mentioned. Right, right. And, you know, a lot of these songs, we talk about this a lot whenever we listen to old school hip hop. Just the length of time. We always say this, but the yeah. length of time on hip hop. Right now, it's like you make a song past two minutes that's that might not even there needs to be a radio edit yeah. on a song the that's past songs two in this these songs are like bordering five yeah. minutes and, and long, here's the thing bro. about it that really grinds my gears is the the, <laughs> the part of the song that's supposed to be where the chorus is it's a scratch break it's not even really a chorus you know what i mean right. it's a scratch break and right. then they get back into the verse and it's just more words for that ass Right, right. And one thing I think about whenever I listen to this, like I'll, I'll think about the next song, Time to Say Peace. And I, and I really see how much influence 80s hip hop played into that like 1990 era. And I was just like hearing the Slick Rick influence. And, and it made me think like, damn, like Slick Rick really had such a big influence. Just the way he rapped, just the storytelling capacity. Mm. Although, like, you know, no one can match Slick Rick in terms of the storytelling capacity. But, you know, I, the horn samples, that's another one as well. Um, 
it, it's crazy and, and you know what maybe that's just hip-hop in general but like things that are made two years ago really influence like the present and, and it's interesting how how fast hip-hop changes uh throughout each individual year mm. or even six months as opposed mm. to other okay, music genres so, like i want to say rock so you're saying around the 90s they were still rocking on grooves that they were rocking with in 88 87 well i want to say it played a huge influence whereas it, but, now but like thing, we're like, not rapping on stuff that was uh big in 2017 2016 like no i'm saying the hmm. opposite i'm saying i'm saying hip-hop in totality has always changed so rapidly year by year that it's hard to like i mean we we once had this conversation about how if you make a hit single you got maybe two years of prominence Mm. before you need to make another (laughs) chart topping billboard single uh and 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 hip-hop especially like i mean takashi 69's back but when he was gone for one year nobody was talking about him anymore Mm when he was in jail and that's crazy that that's just the case like there's just always a new influx of rappers every single year that it takes your time and attention away from something that could have been dope two two years ago it depends on the artist man uh we still we're True. still talking about bobby Schmurda in high regard well you and me talk <laughs> about bobby Schmurda. i don't know if other people talk about bobby Schmurda like that right right you're right i don't have conversations people still talk about fetty wap <laughs> I, I say that's the one that like if if someone needs to make a comeback, it's gonna be Fetty Wap. But we're, we're getting we're getting too deep. We gotta put our put our right, brains right. back in 1990, mm-hmm. bro. Right, right. But, but let, let's let's that, move forward into the album to the the uh, track called Holy Intellect. What what were your thoughts on that one, dude? My yeah my my uh my thoughts were just blazing fast <laughs> speed and delivery and uh, like. And I remember the funny thing is I was going on Genius to ch- right. to check the to lyrics, and I think for some of these tracks this stuff is so underground that like some of these tracks didn't even have lyrics, mm-hmm. so you had to listen, you had to really listen, yeah. and um, and, and like it was yeah, just yeah. it's just Th- hard. It's just hard to pick up on that. Mm-hmm. This particular song, I mean, after reading the lyrics, you know, and without it sounding offensive. I mean, I just want to say it didn't seem like there was anything that deep about the stuff they were talking about. It was just really fast, and they hit a right. flow, almost similar to what Busta Rhymes did on Look At Me Now. You know what I mean? There's nothing really deep about it, but, you know, I do admire the how they were able to navigate those pockets that they hit, throwing in as much words and the rhyme scheme they chose. And, I mean, as far as lyricism goes, this is, high, this is skillful skillful lyricism all over this album they, they do get deep they do get deep and, and they get deep in like two songs that come to mind one is the medley where they went deeper into their affiliation with the nation sure, of islam yeah. and then the other one was uh speaking upon a black mm-hmm. man where they when they got even deeper into the afrocentricity and and they even got into why black people shouldn't go to church mm-hmm. because church was something that was instilled mm-hmm. through slavery yep, yep. and that uh, what is it? Islam mm-hmm. is the religion that actually comes from the motherland of, of closer to right, Africa. Right. And so, it, you know, that was interesting. And, and, and I, it's interesting because I don't typically hear about 
Muslim rappers <laughs> like that. <laughs> That's true. You know, actually, closer to the end of the album, I realized, yo, this is a religious album. I don't know. No, I would disagree, man. I want to say well, it's a religious look, look, album look, look, by look. any Well, means. so here's the thing. It depends how you flip it. Depends how you take it. Because a big part, a big theme in this particular album is this idea of the holy intellect, right? And right. the and and let's expand upon that. So, what do you think that the what holy do you think intellect. that they're trying to say in that song specifically, or just in general? So, let's talk about the name "Poor Righteous Teachers." Like where that comes from. From what I understand, there's this quote. I don't know if it's from Minister Farrakhan or I don't know if it's from Elijah Muhammad, one of these cats, right? And um, it says something along the lines of how 4% and you know what? I don't know if it's 4 or 5%. Like 5% of humans are poor righteous teachers that need to uh, enlighten the 85% of people that are lost and i think that's a it's a muslim thing and so holy intellect you know the word holy has a religious connotation to it but you know intellect sure if you really want to think about it holy intellect could just be some type of wisdom dropping Mm. that they're doing on the listener Right, right right i i took something similar to that when because in that particular song the holy intellect they pretty much talk about putting into the world things that it, that's in their mind you know what i mean get sharing this power right. of the mind with others that's that's the holy intellect this is the poor righteous teachers right just sharing this wisdom with others and they so happen to do it over rap music you know what i mean and that's all they're promoting in this particular song they say in the beginning of the track there's a vocal sample that says for those that can't be themselves shall be destroyed and so i think uh, i think mm. the way i took that particular song is you know j- just give your best gift back to the universe you know what i mean you you're you are the holy intellect and this particular song reminds me of something that uh killer mike said um on both his netflix show and on the joe rogan podcast which is pretty much like in you know in regards to the idea of a white jesus um and how bad that is for the black community is that you know by having that it makes it hard for the black community to see the divinity within themselves and so listening to this particular song really made me think of that whole um idea Damn, that's like the deepest thing that's ever been said on the show so far. <laughs> and it came out of me. <laughs> yeah, I know. I know for sure, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm all with you. And, and I think the, although the message is good, right? Right. The album, just for me personally, mm-hmm. besides the song Rock This Funky Joint, right. just doesn't have that much playback appeal no but but i think i was frustrated until and then i got to the last song the self-titled poor righteous teachers and i was like finally they put they put their foot on the on the brakes a little bit Mm -hmm. and they gave us something that's a lower bpm something a little bit more right right yeah and i was i didn't like the song (laughs) that last song but so so for me right the song before that, I think, is high, something that we should talk about. I don't know. It, it seemed, You ran through it, so I don't know if it really resonated with you, but that was another one of those songs similar 
to uh, rock this funky yeah. joint well, that just had a groove what, to it. Butt Naked Booty yeah, Bless. Yeah, Butt Naked Booty Bless. But here's the thing. The actual song is called uh-huh. Butt Naked Booty Blues. But in the song, they go Butt Naked uh-huh. Booty Bless. I don't know what's going on with that. I have a theory that maybe it, it just looked bad to have that as the title on the name of your track. If you have the word bless, maybe people think you're some religious kind of rapper. I have no clue. I mean, but... dude, the, the lyrics on that are literally like praises are due to Do you Allah know what they mean by and... butt naked booty bless? Do you? Yeah, know? man. And I don't remember if I read it on a genius or if they literally said it at some point throughout the song because they repeat that phrase multiple times. It's a it's a thing that they created mm-hmm. themselves that all pretty much means is uh, how raw their raps are. You know, butt naked, just being completely naked they're not there's no filter in their in their raps and they're just they're just raw with it and that's pretty much the whole point it's not that deep um but it is an ideology that they push (laughs) in this particular album is just be yourself you know what i mean give your gift um and just just be raw man fuck all the bullshit yeah i mean their music is pretty raw and that's maybe something i that 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 gravitates me towards other releases that came out in 1990 like x clans album Mm. or america kkk's most Mm. wanted by ice cube or a tribe called quest debut album it's just i think towards this year is when when rappers started to to, started to get really experimental Um, and, and just kind of separate themselves from what was going on in the eighties, which was following a lot of that rock funk soul type samples, not to say that they don't continue to use those kind of samples, but to just take their own spin with it. Mm -hmm. And so for me personally, uh, I appreciate poor righteous teachers. Um, if anyone even still is watching this video, that means you're probably a fan. So shout out to you for being different, Mm -hmm. but yeah, those are my final thoughts. What are yours? Well, um, this album, I would, you mentioned how you used to listen to this a lot in high school. And I want to say, you know, in high school, just like myself and a lot of my friends, that was when we discovered groups like Tribe Called Quest. For me, it was Tribe. I would recommend this album to a young cat that's getting into hip hop just so they could see a different flavor to it in addition to the different sides of the normal groups that we hear of like tribe and de la soul those are the ones that we all know about but then you got some cats like this and then yz you know what i mean um that's also on the label i forgot what it's called starts with a p whatever right um and so just this i think it's profile yeah right so just yz and prt like that that style of hip-hop pretty underground you know Mm -hmm. what i mean like which is interesting because i went on discogs to see what the value is of of a vinyl of this and it wasn't that high it was like six like 20 bucks or something like that (laughs) yeah i think this is definitely one that if you are going to consume it consume it on vinyl consume it on cassette maybe don't listen to it on spotify maybe listening to the listen to it the way it was made to be listened to Right, right um but yeah, it's, it, it is interesting seeing the beginnings of conscious hip hop in 1990 and seeing, you know, where it is today. And the, the themes have been, for the most part, pretty stable, I would say. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they, for me, I guess a, <clears throat> a big difference between listening to this whole album versus listening to, and, and I compare them to Tribe and De La Soul, just because both the time frame and, and even. Just the way that the production sounds. All of those albums make me feel. They, they, all of those albums put 
they're also like a three person dude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They put me back to that time frame, so. you know. And so, right. however, the variability in the music for De La Soul and Tribe, you know, I think is telling of of their artistry versus you know PRT. Every song to me kind of was the same. Yeah, blended and, in yeah. together, kind mm-hmm. of. And no one. It's almost as if, to I think we can both agree that if I want to hear New York, early nineteen nineties, tribe's the best. Mm-hmm. And if you put everything to the standard of a tribe called Quest, <laughs> then everything else just doesn't look as yeah, good. Yeah, yeah. And you know what? That's just the reality of it. But right. If if I yeah. was if I was a crate digger, you know what I mean in right. of that time. I'd be going crazy for this album, like honestly, for some, especially for mm. some of these tracks, I, mm. I would go crazy for, you know, especially like the ones that we were just talking about, the uh, rock that funky joint. I really, I really like that song. <laughs> I like that song too, man. Yeah. What are your last thoughts on it? That's pretty much it yeah. for me. And so, but hey, we want to hear the audience's thoughts on this. So, if you guys are rocking with poor righteous teachers in twenty twenty. Yeah. 30 years after this album has been released and you're on our video, let us know why. Check the link out below, man. You know, let us know in the comments. You know, we're gonna, what we do with these videos is if you want to hear this album, we're going to have it all down in the description. You can click on every single yeah. song uh, and music videos and more. But tell us what you like about the album if you dislike the album. And if you're interested in hearing more about these 10-year, 20-year, 30-year anniversaries for classic hip-hop albums, or failures then give us a subscribe man give us a subscribe we post videos weekly and also gives it a thumbs up if you enjoyed the content let us know what more you want to see if you have any other artists rappers groups that you want us to look into and dive deep into that's what we're here for rap geeks playback appeal you know what it is thanks for watching peace out